Hi guys, welcome back to the tales and legends of Brittany and romance and what's or not. We are now on the vision of Judahiel. A striking story relating to the migration period is told concerning a Cambrian chieftain of Brittany, one Judahiel, and the famous British bard Taliesin. Shortly after the arrival of Taliesin in Brittany, Judahel had a remarkable vision. He dreamt that he saw a high mountain, on the summit of which was placed a lofty column fixed deeply in the earth, with a base of ivory and branches which reached to the heavens. The lower part was iron, brilliantly polished, and to it were attached rings of the same metal from which were suspended carcasses, casks, lances, javelins, buckliers, trumpets, and many other warlike trophies. The upper portion was of gold, and upon it hung candelabra, censers, stoles, chalices, ecclesiastical symbols of every description that you could imagine. As the prince stood admiring the spectacle, the heavens opened, and a maiden of marvellous beauty descended and approached him. I salute you, O Judahel, she said, and I confide to your keeping for a season this column and all that it supports. And with these words, she vanished. On the following day, Judahel made public his dream, but like Nabushadnezir of old, he could find no one to interpret it. So he turned to the bar, Taliesin, as to another Daniel. Taliesin says the legend, then an exile from his native land of Britain, dwelt on the seashore. To him came the messenger of Judhael and said, O thou who are so truly dost interpret all things ambiguous, hear and make clear the strong vision which my Lord hath seen. He then recounted Judhael's dream in the venerable bard. For a time the sage sat, sat pondering deeply, and then replied, Thy master reigneth well and wisely, O messenger, but he has a son who will reign still more happily ever than himself, and who will become one of the greatest men in the Breton land. The sons of his loins will be the fathers of powerful counts and pious churchmen, but he himself, the greatest man of that race, shall be first a valiant warrior, and later a mighty champion of heaven. The earlier part of his life shall be given to the world, the latter portion shall be devoted to God. The prophecy of Taliesin was duly fulfilled, for Judic Ahel, the son of Judhael realised the bard's prediction and entered the cloister after a glorious reign. Now we are on to Taliesin. Taliesin, shining forehead, was in the highest repute in the middle of the 12th century and he was then and afterward, unless we accept Merlin, the bardic hero of the greatest number of romantic legends. He is said 
to have been the son of Henwig the Bard, or Saint Henwig of Corleone upon Usk, and to have been educated in the school of Catwick, the Lavithin in Glamorgan, where the historian Gildas was his fellow pupil. Seized when a youth by Irish pirates, he is said, probably by rational interpretation of the latter fable of this history, to have escaped by using a wooden buckler for a boat. Thus he came into the fishing weir of Elfin, one of the sons of Urien. Urien made him Elfin's instructor and gave him an estate of land. But once introduced into the court of that great warrior chief, Taliesin became his foremost bard, followed him in his wars, sang his victories. He celebrates triumphs over Ida, the Anglian king of Bonicia D. 559, at Agued, about the year 547, at Gwen Istrad, between the year and 559, at Menayu, about the year 559, after the death of Urien, Taliesin was the bard of his son, Owain, by whose hand Ida fell, after the death of all Urien's sons, Taliesin retired to mourn the downfall of his race in Wales, dying, it is said, at Bangor TV in Cardiganshire. He was buried under a cairn near Aberswith. And that, and then, well, those are the next two legends from Brittany. I apologise if my Welsh pronunciation's not correct. It's one of the harder languages, actually. Um, but I do my best, at least. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And many blessings.